0: Let me introduce you to your next favorite true crime podcast, Crime Salad.
1: Ashley and Ricky, a husband and wife team, go beyond telling crime stories. They dive into the darkest corners of human nature with the ultimate goal of preventing future tragedies. Together, they shine a relentless spotlight on critical issues like relationship violence and domestic abuse, inviting you to explore the complexities of these societal challenges. Now,
0: let us set the scene for a recent Crime Salad episode, which is titled, The Search for Haley Cummings. The
1: disappearance of a five-year-old girl leaves the Florida community in disbelief. In the early morning hours of the night, an open back door remained eerily left open where Haley was staying. A wave of dread swept through the community and the family as the unimaginable happened. Was this the work of a kidnapper, or did the little girl wander off? The search for Haley brought a community together in the darkest of times.
0: Since 2019, Ashley and Ricky, the Crime Salad duo, have continued to deliver stories that are not only fascinating and well-researched, but also have a strong voice for change and justice. So grab your headphones and prepare to be pulled into a world where mystery meets humanity. Make sure to tune in to Crime Salad wherever you find your podcasts and join a growing community of listeners who tune in every week. And now back to your regularly scheduled haunting. Welcome back to Let's Get Haunted with your host,
1: Matt, Talia, and Allie, you and, guys, Archer. and Archer,
0: um, and a virus, maybe, we're not maybe. sure. Guess yeah. where we are right now, you guys. We have found yet another apartment out of the kindness of one of our friends' hearts, Chloe. She is allowing us to record here, and we are eternally grateful. It's so nice.
1: And she texted me and she was like, yeah, just make yourself at home. And I came in and I like immediately went into her pantry and grabbed like the spiciest, best looking chips ever and ate all of them and then had some ramen and then ate some of her chocolate. And then afterwards I was thinking about it and I was like, what am I going to do? Like, this is super rude.
0: (laughs) But you know what? it's her fault because she said make yourself at home that's what you would do at home normally
1: I was thinking about it and I started drafting a text and I was gonna be like oh my god I just got to your house and I think it's haunted like there was (laughs) these chips flying across the room and I don't know what happened and then I heard something happening in the kitchen but I wasn't there because I, I wasn't in the kitchen so I don't know what happened and then I went in there and I saw a bunch of trash and like chips and chocolate and stuff on the ground and then I was like oh no and then I put the wrappers in the trash
0: chloe if you're <laughs> listening to this that's what happened so i'm sorry if you don't believe it but your apartment is haunted confirmed
1: yeah i heard the stove turn on i was like what's happening i was so scared to go in there and then i saw i smelled ramen and i was like what's going on
0: oh my god <laughs> so fucking stupid <laughs> You guys, if this audio sounds not good, it's because we couldn't get Audacity to work this time. We are sharing a microphone and recording our audio in iMovie, but you know what? Pandemic times call for pandemic solutions, and in this case, this is what you get.
1: Yeah, you know, I just want to once again pat us on the back because <laughs> we we really have the cards all stacked against us. Like, i feel like the last thing we should have to worry about is technical stuff like i literally just think that this shouldn't even be like why at this stage of our podcast are we still fucking struggling like to even have a place to record thank you chloe
0: chloe without you there would be no episode 34 natalia since we only have one microphone today we're probably going to cut this intro short what story do you have for me today Oh, oh, uh, don't you wish you knew? Don't look at my screen. Don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? That's what I always say in times of pandemia. Pandemic? Pandemic. Yeah,
1: did you know the entire Earth used to just be
0: one solid piece of land called Pandemia. Wow, Natalia, you are so smart. Every day that we record, I'm like, holy shit. Oscar, our listener, Oscar, tweeted at us today and was like, I love how Natalia gets upset about the the dumbest things. Like last time she got upset because she thought that... The 7,000-year-old town? Yeah, okay, well, that was the the other one. But he was like, first she was upset because she doesn't like that people can't see with their mind's eye. And then now she's upset (laughs) at the concept of a 7,000-year-old town
1: here's the things that I don't like and I don't believe in people can't see in their mind's eye a town that's 7,000 like that's not fucking 7,000 years old that that would like literally be like a pile of rocks and rubble in the ground and at that point it's like calling a, two sticks a teepee you
0: know I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. All I know is that r- vampires were Roman free. Yeah, I mean, I'm not mad about that part. Yeah, that part, I understand.
1: pretty dope. So you know how everybody is like doing these online classes and stuff and colleges are getting canceled and whatever because of the coronavirus pandemic. So I was thinking, what if we do a little education?
0: Ooh. LGH style. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that's right. You know, was that a ghost or was that me interested in the topic? We will never know, Chloe. It was the ghost. Yeah. It's making more ramen. It's right. we can't control it. No, this this ghost is freaking me out, Chloe. Your house is haunted. Yeah. So let me ask ask you.
1: Let me ask you a question, starting with a question. I'm ready. What is a ghost, Alyssa?
0: I think that a ghost is the residual energy or imprint left behind by a living person who died that is my guess and what do you think a curse is i think that's bad okay okay so
1: do you think ghosts and curses have anything in common could they be different could they be the same what what do you think about
0: that well i think a curse well that's interesting Natalia because now that you've really got me thinking I guess they have more in common than I originally thought because the curse could also be residual energy left behind on some object or some place and if in in a way that's not completely dissimilar from a ghost right
1: Wow. Wow. Okay. So do you think different cultures have different curses and different ghosts?
0: Definitely. I think that, you know, in the same way that people living in Albania have different cultural values and religion and customs from people living in Greenland, I think that probably ghosts would also be different and hold different values and cultural norms because it's, again, the the residual energy of someone that died. So if that person that died was Albanian, they're probably going to have, you know, similar mannerisms to living people in Albania, right?
1: I don't know. You know, I'm not going to comment on Albanian ghost culture because I'm not part of that community. That's very wise of you. Do you think ghost culture is the same as people culture? Like, is the undead culture borrowed from the living?
0: I think so, because my belief is that if ghosts exist, they're linked. What do you mean if? Because ghosts exist, they're linked to the living body I don't know if it's like a soul or something right like or energy that left the body of a dying person or someone that died then they're probably going to have similar mannerisms and stuff to the living person right so yeah they're going to be different I think the ghosts or ghost culture is going to be as different and varied and unique and rich as the living lovely
1: so what do you think came first the ghost or the person (laughs) what do you think came first the ghost or the person what do you think came first, the ghost or the person?
0: <laughs> to tell you this is the dumbest fucking question you've ever asked. <laughs> the person, the person or the animal. If I believe that a ghost is left behind like residual energy or like a uh, soul from a deceased person or animal, then yeah, I have to think. That the animal or a person came first. Let me paint a different picture for you.
1: What if there's a bunch of energy, right? Energy can't be created or destroyed, right? So before there ever was person, there was ghost in the air. There was energy in the air. It was all there. It was waiting, waiting in this sort of purgatory-like state for human to come about or for animal to come about or whatever you believe a soul would be in.
0: And then it enters. No, no, I'm going to take I'm going to decide I'm going to be a contrarian for this episode. Normally, I just agree. I think I'm going to say for the sake of making this interesting that I disagree because a ghost is by its very nature haunted and energy like molecules and shit aren't just haunted by themselves right? Like it's stuff in the air, static air sound waves. That's not haunted. So it takes the human or the animal to make it haunted and therefore to convert that energy into a ghost.
1: You know, I think when we look back on the course of history of mankind, you know, like how they make those capsules and they send them to space of like important things like a whale making a noise or like A photo of like a ballet in france or something i feel like this podcast like this conversation will be part of that cornerstone that time capsule of
0: mankind for earth and i think that i am now going to submit this as my thesis to get into harvard university So mark this down. Allie Terry was the first to conclude that energy by itself is not haunted and ghosts by their very nature are. Wow. All right. So what does that mean? No one knows. It's provocative. It gets the people going. I'm
1: lit right now.
0: You. So Alyssa doesn't know what this
1: story is going to be about or what this is about because she hasn't seen what I've titled this and she doesn't know what's going on. So I'm just going to let you know right now, this is an episode about Japanese ghosts and curses whoa that's your favorite culture not just my favorite culture that is god's favorite culture you know what i'll say myself personally if there was one culture that i would spare from just eternal just not even damnation just like if the whole world was gonna get wiped out and god was like hey i'm gonna let you have one thing that's gonna get preserved what is it do you want like the rest of the world to continue on
0: as i would say oh japanese culture of course duh wow that's very elitist of you and i don't know that i can stand in this room anymore
1: Does it count as elitist if I'm not Japanese? Like I have no cultural ties or background to Japan at all. Like I'm willingly abandoning my own culture and my own heritage just being like, no, 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 that's the one. Well,
0: let's unpack that, Natalia. Why do you think Japanese culture is superior? Because what I'm about to fucking tell you right here.
1: All right, I'm on board. All right. You may be familiar with Raycon from episode five where we discussed how much Raycon someone has, yes? And we related the amount of Raycon someone has to how strong their ability to sense spirits and ghosts are well turns out that that was a very simplified explanation and application of raycon and some might
0: even say wrong it's not wrong i swear to god it's not wrong i cite my sources in that episode tara a devlin of the podcast called toshiden toshiden Uh, you guys can listen to that and search raycon and she will talk about it
1: All right, well, according to traditional Japanese beliefs, reikon is translated to spirit or soul. Okay, and I'm gonna be using those two words, spirit and soul interchangeably today. I understand that soul sometimes has a political charge behind it. In this case, it's just the same as a spirit, all right? So when someone dies, Raycon or the soul, their spirit leaves their physical body and it enters a waiting space until proper funeral and post-funeral rites are performed. Once the proper funeral rites have been completed correctly, the Raycon spirit or soul joins its ancestors. So if everything is done in the proper order, You die, your family does funeral rites and post-funeral rites, then your soul goes and it joins its ancestors, and then the Raycon is a protector of the family forever. And the spirit returns in August during the Obon festival to receive thanks from everybody, right? Seems like a good regular thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I mean, I personally think that the tradition is great because to me that encourages families to have great character and it encourages you to want to make everybody in your family better and cooler because everyone is tied together not only in life, but also in death. So if your ancestors are protecting you, you want your family to do well and be cool you don't want some random uncle you never met who won't even say konnichiwa on your birthday to be the protector for your family for eternity you know what i mean so you're kind of like hey uncle uh uncle (laughs) uncle bob (laughs) uncle bob how is um how's everything going over there in in tokyo so what happens if that little cycle like that perfect little cycle is fucked up like what happens do you think shit gets haunted is my guess how do you think What would be something that would make shit get haunted? Like, where in that chain of events, death, funeral rites, protect family, Obon Festival, do you think it would get messed up in?
0: funeral rites is my guess because every episode we've ever talked about is like someone accidentally you know drew a pentagram instead of releasing the soul to the other side and brought back the soul and then the dude was necromanced and tied to a sofa at that house that shaped like a cross for the rest of his life sounds like a great story no do you not remember that episode you yes i I do
1: i know that's why it sounds like a great story (laughs)
0: What episode number was it? What was the name of it? I don't know.
1: You remember things like
0: that. (laughs) Wait, what was it called? It was, um... Even just the fact that you care to remember
1: the episode.
0: Something and Necromancy. Yeah, it was called Get Down with Necromancy. (laughs) Getting Down with Necromancy 101 with your TED Talk host, Natalia Strawn. It
1: was, like, called the the name of that stupid house. What was that house? It was, like, in the middle of... Black Willow's Weep.
0: Willow's Weep. Yeah. Let the
1: record show that I did remember. (laughs) It just took me a while. okay. So, special circumstances would be, what if somebody died in a sudden or violent manner, like a murder or suicide, and then the proper rights were not performed, or the proper rights were executed,
0: but the death was so horrible that it wouldn't matter. Well, in that case, I do believe. <laughs> I don't know what accent that is. Yeah, I mean, I think that that sounds haunted as fuck. I think that if somebody dies horribly, and then is just chilling like their body's just chilling their spirit's gonna be confused
1: right because their raycon goes into this sort of waiting room right if you die a peaceful death your spirit goes into the waiting room and it's just like oh whatever but if you you know like go crazy death and you're in this waiting room you're like gonna fuck shit up right it's like going to a dmv waiting room you know like someone who's there who has to go to work after this who's pissed off who wasn't ready who wasn't committed to going to the dmv so if we think of death as like the dmv someone who died (laughs) peacefully they're like oh i know i have to go right they're like going in with a book sitting there in the line they don't really give a fuck they like drew a number but then if someone fucked up really fucked up like they have to get their tags like redone or something because they let it expire and if they don't finish it by this month then they have to go and take the new driver's test or some stupid ass law that we have here and then they're sitting in that line and they're just ready to fucking take everyone down with them
0: i know someone who knows someone that goes to the DMV and will pay $300 to the next person in line to take their number and swap with them. And if that person says no, he goes to the next person and the next person until he finds someone that was prepared to sit there and wait for a long time, brought their book, maybe it's a retiree, and they take the $300 and they swap numbers with him. It's genius.
1: I just had an idea start going to the DMV even though I don't need anything and then just waiting there with like a giant sign on my head that
0: says take this spot. That's smart except if nobody there wants to do that but maybe what you could do is the next person that walks in so you take your ticket and when you're almost to the front you approach someone new walking in and say hey oh I actually have to go as it turns out my house is haunted and with ramen ghost and I've got to go but I'm willing to sell this for like a hundred dollars and then see what they say. They might be willing depending on how long Linus, is, what is more worth it to you? What monetary value do you place on your time, sir, in this imaginary conversation I'm having? Do you think? smart businessman in a suit that this is worth eight hours of your time to just sit at this dmv or in fact would you rather pay me two hundred dollars and avoid missing eight hours of work where you're probably earning much more than that bam
1: and if he says no here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna roll my eyes into the back of my head and i'm gonna (laughs) and i'm gonna say why i think she's trying to do an impression of being possessed (laughs) i'm gonna say a curse on your family and your firstborn every blood that comes from your blood for one thousand years will wait in the DMV line for all of eternity. May you never have a happy day or an ounce of good luck ever again.
0: And then, as you're disappearing into thin air, blood just starts squirting from his penis and ruins his nice suit. Perfect. (laughs) This is a great plan. Wait, what is blood? You know what? We don't have time for this, Alyssa. So,
1: if the proper funeral rites are not performed or if they're influenced by powerful emotions such as desire for revenge, love, jealousy, hatred, or sorrow, the Raycon is thought to, instead of going to this like waiting place, turn into your Ray, which is a ghost who can then bridge the gap back to the physical world. The emotion or thought that's behind this powerful ure doesn't even have to be that particularly strong or driving. Even innocuous thoughts can cause a death to become disturbed because once the thought enters the mind of the dying person, the ure will come back to complete the action that last thought of before returning the cycle of reincarnation. So let me clarify that. If you're on your deathbed, you've had a good life, you're ready to go, your whole families there and whatever and then at the last moment you're just like remember that girl in seventh grade that told me i should start shaving my legs just like the smallest thought and then your fucking uray goes crazy and it's looking for shauna from seventh grade at oakwood elementary school and you're fucking walking
0: around even though you died screaming about how you don't need to shave your legs yet because it's it's a natural bodily function shauna you are not a feminist and natalia's uray is coming for you once she dies and i want you to be prepared exactly that's what's going to happen you know it's dangerous
1: so then the urae exists on earth until it can be laid to rest either by performing the missing rites or the rituals or resolving the emotional conflict that still ties to the physical plane because if the rituals are not completed or the conflict is left unresolved the urae will persist in its haunting forever so until someone goes to shauna and says hey you know what just so you know you were wrong about that, no one needs to shave their legs, especially not Natalia, (laughs) (laughs) then the Ure will still haunt. So oftentimes, the lower the social rank of the person who died violently or who was treated harshly during life, the more powerful is the Ure they return. Because if they're in this position where they're you know, like
0: Cinderella, mopping up poop all day. (laughs) I don't think that's what she was doing. I think she was covered in cinders from tending to the fire and that's why they called her Cinderella. Oh, I thought they were calling her Shitlerella.
1: I thought that was the Whole, the whole spiel where she's mopping poop all day.
0: In fact, they didn't have a toilet, so the evil stepsisters would just shit on the floor, and then they'd have Cinderella come mop it up.
1: So it's like if you, you know, were I don't know, like prison against your will, like you're really, you have really low social rank, really low power. It's like all that anger builds up inside of you, and then your ghost comes back, your ray comes back, and it's super, super powerful, way more oh, powerful. Oh, so that's interesting.
0: Were. So the more powerful you are in in the living world the less powerful your yurei would be in the after death
1: yeah i think that's it because the yurei is bad you want to become reikon right you want to become this kind of like collective consciousness ghost that like helps out your family and protects them and then passes on to the other side so that your soul can go to the other side and be reincarnated got it as far as the japanese tradition shinto goes so the cool thing about yurei which is also freaking scary is that there's different kinds of ghosts so i feel like in western culture when we talk about a ghost we're just like a ghost yeah you know? right a ghost is a ghost right not in japan which is why i love this culture yeah, so perfect. much mm-hmm. everything is just well thought out super creative they're not just like oh ghost they're like you know what let's really dive in let's like really yeah figure let's this flesh out. this
0: out <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: i got it yeah so while Japanese ghosts are called Yurei, within that category there are several different types of the phantom which are classified mainly by the manner that they died or their reason for returning to earth. So the onryo is a vengeful ghost who comes back from purgatory for a wrong done to them during their lifetime where Obume is a mother ghost who died in childbirth or died leaving young children behind. This type of yure returns to care for the children, often bringing them sweets. Oh, that's sweet. The Goryo is a vengeful ghost of the aristocratic class, especially those who were martyred. The Funa yure is a ghost of someone who died at sea. These ghosts are sometimes depicted as scaly, fish-like humanoids.
0: <gasps> Natalia, that's my favorite. I already know. And some may even have a form
1: similar to that of a mermaid or a merman.
0: I knew it. I knew this was going to be my favorite. Wait, can you, can you re-say the name of it? Funya, Funayure. Funayure. Okay. Yes. I'm going to imprint that into my mind right now. This one's my favorite. Can you say this word? Okay. Let here? me see uh <laughs> zashiki warashi that sounds like they're from,
1: the ghosts another of another children planet. often mischievous rather than dangerous so these are like oh, cute. ghosts that would like misplace your pencils or something or they're like playing with something of yours at what
0: about point. in the shining those twin ghost children that are hanging out in the hallway they don't really do anything right so mm. they could just be mischievous they're creepy but yeah. they're just mischievous i think those would be zashiki warishi
1: And then floating spirits are called Fuyure, and these spirits do not seek to fulfill an exact purpose, and they just wander around aimlessly. In ancient times, the disease of the emperor of Japan was thought to arise as a result of these spirits floating in the air. So to me, that's like more what we think of in the West as a ghost, Mm -hmm. like this aimless apparition. Yeah, that's that's what I think of. Like they
0: don't really have their own agency most of the time. They're just imprints of a deceased person that are floating around. And then earthbound spirits which are called Jibakure,
1: are similar to Fuyure, and they're very, very rare, because these spirits do not seek to fulfill an exact purpose, and they're instead bound to a specific place or situation. Famous examples of this would include hauntings in the film Juwan, The Grudge
0: oh yeah
1: you're probably um aware of the ring right Mm -hmm. and the grudge grudge. those were places where like the actual place was haunted remember the house and the grudge was like what held it and the well well. yeah exactly
0: yeah and remember in the well the fingernails of the girl that died (gasps) were in there gross yeah embedded in the wall as she tried to climb out unsanitary yeah you know that's really how you get communicable diseases just leaving your fingernails behind in pools of water so, my next question,
1: what if you could still haunt while you were alive, Alyssa? Oh, do you think I, it's possible? I, yeah, I'd do it. <laughs> now, Alyssa, when you think of a ghost, you think of like dead ghosts, right? Like isn't that what you, like in order for there to be a ghost there has to be a death, correct?
0: yeah i think so yeah either some fuck shit fuck shit has to happen in a location that makes uh, like a place become haunted or a person needs or animal needs to die and come back as a ghost
1: wrong you're fucking wrong (laughs) ikirio okay ikirio is this idea where in japanese folklore not only the dead are able to manifest the Raycon, actually An Ikiro is a type of spirit that comes out of an intense, strong emotion you have, right? So if you have this emotion for Shauna from Oakwood (laughs) Elementary School, who told you to start shaving your legs in seventh grade and made a fool of you in front of the boy that you liked. I'm not talking from specific experience at all here. This is just a hypothetical situation in which someone could have their feelings extremely hurt forever. And then that feeling would come out of you while you're still alive and haunt such a person if that were a thing that happened to anyone.
0: Shauna, quit the fuck shit. It's rude. You probably are hairy and alone now, Shauna. And look at Natalia. She's thriving on this podcast where we're sharing one mic in the middle of a coronavirus pandemic in a city that's (laughs) shutting down at midnight. And joke's on you, Shauna. Well, I really don't know what you're talking about. So I'm going to
1: tell you about some Japanese ghosts. All right. Have you ever heard of Okiku?
0: No. Okay.
1: Well, let me tell you real quick something about Okiku. Okiku was a beautiful servant girl who worked for a samurai. The samurai, although was married, often made advances on the girl, but he was always refused by the servant girl. The more Okiku refused the samurai, the more obsessed he became. He had to have Okiku. He even told Okiku, I'm gonna leave my wife for you, Okiku. And Okiku was like, I don't give a shit. I don't wanna have sex with you.
0: Okiku was like, that's haunted. I want no part in that. Your wife is probably lovely, fuck off.
1: So one day, The samurai came up with a plan to trick Okiku into being his lover. The
0: samurai told Okiku that
1: she had lost one of the family's 10 precious plates. If that were true, Okiku would be sentenced to death. So Okiku searched everywhere for the plate. She counted the plates in the cupboard over and over and over, refusing to believe that she could have lost one of the plates. But in the end, she always only came up with nine of the 10 plates, Alyssa. She went to her master in tears to ask for forgiveness. Please forgive me she said i didn't lose the plate the samurai said he would forgive her as long as she decided to become his wife okiku still refused the samurai became enraged and threw her down a well to her death
0: this is like the grudge no you're wrong this is like the ring but i understand it wasn't the grudge girl really wet though when she crawled through the tv i feel like she something happened to her that was the ring oh no, the grudge is where there's they're in like a loft. Oh, they're in a loft and she was kept in the loft. I feel like that movie didn't make any sense to me. I just knew that like it was bad. Riveting
1: commentary. Thank you, <laughs> Alyssa. I'll finish the story now. I, that's, that's how you respond to me telling you that the samurai threw this servant girl down a well to her death. Isn't, you go, oh, that reminds me of a movie.
0: Well, isn't this just like a fable? I don't think this is a real story, is it? This is a true story. Oh, I thought this was like mythology or folklore.
1: No, it's not. (laughs) Okay, so he threw her down a well to her death. Each night after she was thrown to her death, Okiku's spirit came back as a terrifying ghost and haunted the samurai, counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine and then let out a terrible shriek (gasps) because the 10th plate was still lost. The ghost of Okiku came back every single night and tormented the samurai until he went mad. It is believed that Okiku can only be calmed by shouting 10 when her ghost counts the plates up to 9. This is the only way to release Okiko's spirit. Okiko's spirit is believed to reside in the well outside of Himeji Castle. It is said that on nights when the moon is not out and it's a dark, mysterious, cloudless sky. Actually, it doesn't say that. I just made that up because I thought it sounded cool. <laughs>
0: it did. It sounded really dope.
1: <laughs> Her spirit comes out and counts one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight eight, nine, and the only way to get her to go away is to yell ten.
0: Ten. Exactly. Ten.
1: That's right. That is the only way.
0: But if that's the only way, then why is the ramen ghost still making ramen in Chloe's kitchen? Because it definitely isn't us that's eating all her ramen.
1: I'm so happy you asked that question because what I'm trying to tell you is that this type of of haunting is basically like a curse, right? So there was this horrible thing that happened to Okiku during her life and then it carries on into her death and it's this cursed plate. So I'm saying that something must have happened with the ramen here at Chloe's house. There must have been some sort of situation at some point in time when someone was really hungry and perhaps they were looking for ramen and perhaps they found it in a cabinet and perhaps they made that ramen but they weren't supposed to. And so now every night, ramen is made, but no one knows why. Wow. (laughs) So what do you think about Okiku's curse?
0: Well, now I'm really sad because I was thinking this is just going to be like some dope Japanese folklore that like may or may not have ever happened, but it sounds like this really happened. And now I'm really sad and I want it to be true because I want that dude, that samurai to have been tormented for the rest of his life because he purposefully hit a plate. Wait, but I'm sorry. I missed it. So she died of natural causes or he murdered her
1: she died of natural causes once she fell down a well to her death she died of naturally what happens to you when someone throws you down a well
0: that's what it was she okay she was thrown down a well i knew i was missing something okay great i don't like it wells are haunted that is a very old curse and a
1: lot of japanese folklore or urban legends believe that this ghost of okiku lives in wells and like dark deep holes and spaces. So that's an older one. Now I'm gonna tell you about a new curse. That curse came about in early 1700s during Edo period Japan. This next curse I'm gonna tell you about, do you wanna take a guess of when it came about? Do you want to think about a haunted decade? I'm gonna give you a better hint. The two most haunted individuals that you know were born in this decade.
0: 1990. Yes. Yes, Alyssa. This is a curse. Natalia and I were both born in the 90s. She was talking about us when she said the two most haunted people I know. It's us, you guys. If you missed that, that was the joke. It's us. It wasn't a joke. It was true. Okay. Have you ever heard of the Red Room Curse, Alyssa? Yes, I have. Wait, can I tell... Okay, let me tell you what I know about it. So the Red Room Curse is this website that supposedly if you visited... You could like, I don't, I think like you had to type in a password to get into it. And once you were in, it was like a bunch of weird files or something. And people were trying to get in, trying to get in. Reddit was trying to get in. It's either that one or it's the one of like the Red Room where when you go to the website, you like die right afterwards.
1: I just remember two Japanese websites like that. Similar, very similar. You're on to something there, Alyssa. The Red Room Curse story is a modern story that comes in the form of a computer pop up and it originated in the 1990s when personal computers were just starting to boom across Japan the curse starts with a pop-up that appears on a victim's computer screen when they're alone in the room it has a red background with black letters asking do you like the red room it's impossible to close out of the pop-up It's frozen on the screen. You won't be able to escape the room you're in when the pop-up appears, as the doors and windows will suddenly lock. Your body will be discovered days later, dead in your room, surrounded by walls, painted red with blood. The Red Room curse became popular in the dark corners of the internet after a 12-year-old girl in Sasebo Nagasaki was murdered by her classmate. The murderer, who has remained unnamed due to being 11 years old at the time, was found to have a link to the red room bookmarked on her computer.
0: Fucking crazy. That's a true story. Crazy. What
1: what do you think about an 11-year-old killing a 12-year-old? You you know how she did it? She took a box cutter and slit the other girl's throat because she called her a goody-goody after she posted some messages on a
0: chat room board. i mean it all goes back to are murderers born evil or are they created from circumstances from their environment i don't know 11 years old murdering someone crazy she had the red room bookmarked on her computer could it have been that this
1: curse went inside of her and enacted its revenge on somebody else
0: Yes, I agree with that because why else would she have that pop up up on a tab on her computer before murder? Well, first of all, why would like an
1: 11 year old girl from this little prefecture in Japan murder another girl in this super gruesome way? Slitting a throat with a box cutter? That's intense as fuck. You know?
0: Yeah, no, it's because of the red room. I'm on board. I think that 100%, she's went into the red room pop-up and answered the question, "Do you like the red room?" and then she something possessed her. So, do you think seeing this red room pop-up immediately would curse you? Are you going to show it to me, Natalia? I don't want to see this shit. I have to drive an hour back to my house tonight. I'm a high risk for the coronavirus because I have heart disease and asthma. You are going to curse me in a way that I do not want and I reject this. I hear you, but also look at the screen (laughs) right now. So
1: that pop-up originated as this like animated Japanese story where it has the story of this person in this, like, animated GIF, right? It's, like, a long story. So I'm going to show it to you. Do you want to describe to people what you're seeing?
0: So it is a pop-up, and I can't read it because it's in Japanese, but there's basically the silhouette of a man standing in front of a classroom, and he's typing some stuff. And then you are supposed to respond or click enter, it looks like, at different dialogue options. But again, I can't read it because it's in Japanese. Um, And then you enter a room with a computer, it looks like. And then some, You okay, so then you have to select the computer and you view it and it's on Google. And then there's some more options written in Japanese. You have to click enter. Your character is sitting at a computer. And then after selecting different dialogue options, there's a mouse and it zooms in on with more dialogue options, but I can't read them because they're in Japanese. And then it shows you, your character, clicking through different websites and then a pop-up pops up and then well that was haunted and then uh, some gibberish noise happens and then your avatar clicks on the red pop-up are you guys listening to this because this is scary and i'm assuming natalia is going to post this to the instagram so all of us are going to be cursed So there's a red pop-up that pops up i get it and then you're supposed to select some options that i can't read because they're in japanese and then At the end, it says end, and then you can replay it. And now there's like some Japanese writing on a red wall. The pop-up says, Do you like the red room in Japanese? What do you think, Melissa? Do you think this is cursing us? (laughs) It sounds like Donnie from the Wild Thornberries. (laughs) Wait, go to go to Donnie from Wild Thornberries and play these back to back, please. Alright, you guys, this is Donnie from the Wild Thornberries. <laughs>
1: okay, <wait. laughs> is that like a little rude though? Because one was in
0: Japanese. Why is it rude? You're trying to give me a curse of death by showing me a Red Room pop up, and I'm saying I think this is actually Donnie from the Wild Thornberries. <laughs> wait, well, you guys, you tell me what you think. We're gonna play them back to back. Okay, ready? It's a
1: <laughs> that's Donnie from The Wild Thornberries. Well, maybe that's why we're immune to the Red Room curse because we already got it when we were children.
0: Oh, you know what? That's why we lived such cursed lives because we watched The Wild Thornberries growing up. What do you think of that curse? Um, It's terrifying. I don't like it. I'm superstitious. So, and I do remember that era of pop-ups and how frustrating they were. So it's super logical that an urban legend would come from how fucking annoying and frustrating those are. And... I think that it's scary and I think that it's cursed.
1: Well, I think this the thing that makes it so creepy is a lot of us in the 90s, this was before social media, right? So when you were like on the computer, you were just by yourself like cruising around and so many of us thought that like bad stuff happened online because it was scary and new. It was like, don't ever give your full name out. Like now, you know, you if you wanted to find out my identity online like it's all there for you to create a whole nother me you know but like don't do it though please if you're going to do
0: it i don't want to invite anything because i know some there's a scam out there where that people will steal your identity build your credit you won't do anything about it because you'll just be like whoa i'm like paying things on time my credit's getting better and then they take out a loan a really big loan once they've built your credit up
1: what do they do with a loan
0: buy shit it
1: just is stupid because it seems like if they had enough money to like make your credit better and all that (laughs) and they take out a loan it's like why not just take out your own loan with your money
0: because they you have to pay it back if you take out a loan with your identity i know
1: but it just seems like if they're that great with managing money and stuff (laughs) like why are they busy scamming i don't know it's a whole new scam oh yeah I, i just can't keep up all right i have one more curse for you have you ever heard of Kuchisake Ono?
0: Kuchisake Ono? Kuchisake Ono? Oh, Kuchisaki Ono... I can't
1: get... The slit mouth woman?
0: Yes, that is a woman who, it's an urban legend and she like wears something around her face so that you can't see her face and then she like asks you for directions or something and then she shows you her weird slit mouth?
1: Are you consenting to me telling you this tale of the Kuchisake Ono? Yeah, okay. Can you please say, hey, will you tell me the story of Kuchisake-ona?
0: No, you want to know why? Because I don't want to be cursed, but you can tell it to me.
1: Are you telling me that you want me to tell it to you?
0: I'm telling, you know what, I'm saying whatever you think our listeners would feel good about, go for. The spirits of
1: the dead who were killed in particularly violent manners, abused wives, tortured captives, defeated enemies, often do not rest well. One such spirit is Kuchisake-Ona, the ghost of a woman who was mutilated and came back to wreak vengeance on the world. Her name comes from the deep, bloody gash which runs across her face, grinning from ear to ear. She appears at night to lone travelers and children, often on the road, covering her grisly mouth with a cloth mask a fan,
0: or a handkerchief. I don't trust that. A woman traveling alone at night? Witch. Witch or ghost immediately. Picture the
1: scene, Alyssa. Picture it. You are walking home from school and your path takes you down a deserted city street. Suddenly, you hear a faint Noise from the shadows. You glance over and see a beautiful woman standing there. She has long black hair and is wearing a beige trench coat. A surgical mask covers the lower half of her face. In Japan, wearing a surgical mask is not an uncommon thing to do during flu season to prevent spreading germs. The woman steps out of the shadows and blocks your path. Am I beautiful? She asks. Before you can answer... She tears off her mask, revealing a hideously deformed face. Her huge mouth is sliced from ear to ear and gapes open, revealing rows of sharp teeth and a big, red, disgusting tongue, twisting and twirling inside. Am I beautiful now? She screams, terrified, you struggle to answer her. If you say no, she pulls out a huge pair of scissors and kills you immediately chopping off your head
0: at least it's a
1: quick death it is not a quick (laughs) death. if you say yes she takes her scissors and slices your mouth from ear to ear inserting one half of the scissors blade on the inside of your cheek and the other half of the scissors blade on the outside of your cheek tearing a smile and a grin ripping across your face so you can look just like her. If you try to run away, she will hunt you down and kill you by slicing you in two. The only way to escape from Kuchisake-ona is to give her a non-committal answer. If you say you look average
0: or you look normal,
1: she will be confused giving you time to run away.
0: I sympathize with that. I think if I asked someone, if I was like, hey, do you think I look good? And they were just like, you look normal. You look so so. You look average. I'd be like, what? Huh? Like no input? Like how can I make myself look better? Like what do I need to change up this outfit? Like, are you sure you don't just want to tell me that I look good so that we can move on from this conversation? Like I would be confused and it would give you time to escape whatever room you were locked in with me. Don't you have like questions aren't you like why why
1: why is she doing this (laughs) okay you know what i'm gonna go ahead and just tell you why anyways according to a legend years ago in japan there lived a very beautiful woman who was extremely vain and self-absorbed her husband was a very jealous and brutal man and he became convinced that she was cheating on him in a fit of rage he took a sword and slit her mouth from ear to ear screaming who will think you're beautiful now she became a vengeful spirit and began wandering the streets of japan wearing a surgical mask to hide her terrible scars the slit-mouthed woman's reign of terror began in the spring and summer of 1979 when rumors began to spread throughout japan about sightings of the kuche sakeona hunting down children the story spread like wildfire and ax- wildfire. <laughs> the stories spread like wildfire and actually created scares in many towns. Police increased their patrols and schools sent teachers to walk students home in groups. In 2004, South Korea was plagued by reports of a red-masked woman who was chasing children. In 2007, a coroner found some old records from the late 1970s about a woman who was chasing little children but was hit by a car and died shortly after.
0: Her mouth was ripped from ear to ear. To be fair, if you get hit by a bus, probably more than your mouth is ripped open, right? Like, your whole body is probably just, like, ripped open. But that's terrifying that there was really... (laughs) Sorry.
1: Alyssa, are you ready to hear one more curse? Alyssa, are you ready to hear another curse? (laughs) Yes. Yes. What are you doing on your phone right now? This is super disrespectful.
0: Somebody is tweeting because... They misinterpret. I don't know. I honestly don't know what's going on. I tweeted out. Hey- okay, any answer is wrong. You should be paying attention to me. Natalia, I drove an hour to be here to record with you. Uh, that's not true. You had dinner with Audrey before this. I wasn't going to have dinner until I knew that we were going to record. I had to drive an
1: hour to go to the airplane hangar last time more so that I could record with you. So we both make sacrifices. So all I'm asking is stop being on your phone right now. Get over here so you can interact.
0: I- I'm trying to maintain a social distance from you.
1: You were just in my face one second ago because
0: I was grabbing the mic so it's
1: already happened Hanako-san the Japanese Bloody Mary have you heard of them
0: yes I have it has something to do with when you're taking a poop in a stall and I think like he comes into your stall or he's in the stall next to you or something and it's like Bloody Mary first of all
1: she identifies as a female
0: Okay. The reason I I apologize to Hanaku-san, please don't come haunt me while I'm shitting. That is my nightmare in all honesty. (laughs) But the reason why I thought it was a male ghost or assumed incorrectly is because I just feel like if it's someone who's going to come peep on you while you're taking a poop, it's probably a dude. Fine. The Bloody Mary
1: of Japanese (laughs) elementary schools, Tuore no Hanaku Sansor, or Hanako of the Toilet, is a spirit that can be summoned, but you'd have to be either really brave or just plain crazy. Do you know how you summon them, Alyssa?
0: Do you say his name like in... Her. Okay, I'm assuming that because you said the Japanese Bloody Mary, you probably say her... Name a couple times, right? Hanako
1: san's true backstory is unclear. Some say she was a victim of an air raid during World War II, who was hiding in the bathroom stall when her school went up in flames. Others say she ran into the bathroom to hide from her murderous parents. One thing is clear she died in the third stall of the third floor bathroom, and that's where you need to knock to summon her. Knock three times and ask, Hanako-san, Imasukai, or Hanako-san, are you there?
0: Yes, I am. A little girl's voice
1: will respond.
0: This reminds me of Moaning Myrtle from Harry Potter, who died. Remember, she died in a bathroom stall when she looked at the basilisk, and he turned her to stone, and then now she haunts the toilet pipes and she's a pervert and she peeped on harry potter when he was in the prefect's bathroom trying to solve the golden egg and then she tried to look at his dick but luckily he had a bubble bath so she couldn't see it did you just say the basilisk is a he yeah i'm learning
1: so much about you and your prejudiced ways Alyssa. assigning genders i only assign male genders to evil creatures okay i can get down with that honestly my standards and expectations of male creatures are so fucking low that the fact that they could even become an iconic ghost was surprising to me
0: yeah um i'm trying to think it's hard when we only have one mic because i can't instead of like being able to interrupt natalia to like give like whatever's on my mind as it's happening. I have to wait till she finishes the sentence and then she hands me the mic.
1: Right. And it's almost impossible for you to not interrupt me when I'm speaking, right? Like it's just no longer natural to you. You're like, wait, cut her off in the middle of a thought. I can't do that. Yeah.
0: Again, (laughs) again, the mic was passed to me. and I don't know what to say because it's just only natural for me to want to interrupt. What would you
1: do if you were in the bathroom? Shh pooping and then all of a sudden you hear whispers coming from the toilet like hello would you think your poop was talking to you
0: no i would be so scared that i would shit everything in my system from the past week and i would run out as fast as i could I, I would feel like there was a pervert in the toilet looking at me and I don't like that. Looking at you pooping? Yeah. Like up, do you not remember? Does anybody out there? I was trying to talk to someone about this the other day. I this is real. Does anyone remember The Hills Have Eyes? I don't remember which one in the series it was, but there was like someone hiding in a toilet or a pervert in the toilet that was watching people's shit and it was like a porta potty. What, is his face getting pooped on? Yeah, I don't remember. I think so. I think so. (laughs) That's so... That's so...
1: That's so aggressive. Can everyone hear Archer crying in the background? Hold on, I gotta get this on tape. He did it! Alright, guys. We've got about four minutes left of recording. Um, Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our online quarantine class of japanese culture and to those few of you who thank you archer thank you also for tuning in and to those of you who will leave passive aggressive comments about this episode on reddit or other social media saying i enjoyed this episode However, I enjoy episodes that have an overarching theme or that can be attributed to one mystery. Here's what I have to say to you. You're an uncultured swine who refuses to learn anything about Japanese culture. (laughs) Archer Archer's Archers (laughs) crying and screaming in the background. Archer, I'm trying to teach the citizens of the earth about the paranormal Japanese (laughs) culture, folklore, and the likes. Do you have a problem with that?
0: No, but I I think that this does have an overarching theme. I think that you are telling... Curses! Curses. (laughs) You're telling ghost stories and curse stories, the best ones, from Japanese folklore, urban legend, pop culture. And I think that that is even more relevant than one single story because we're learning so much about so many different haunted things all at once. The thing about curses, Alyssa, is
1: they get more power the more you believe in them. So the next time you're on the toilet, don't think about whether or not you hear a little voice.
0: And you won't. The next time you're on the toilet and Han- Hanaku-san says hello, shit on her, and run away. Alyssa, the next time you go
1: by a sewer, a well, a hole in the ground, just don't think about how there might be okiku in there coming out and shrieking at you about the plates.
0: I think my favorite story out of all the ones that you've told me today is the one about the plates because that is a real story about something that really happened and someone is living in a well. The residual energy, the soul of someone that was so needlessly murdered by someone with so much power. Yeah, that'd be haunted as fuck. Like, of course, if you were like a maid and then your lord threw you down a well, I would absolutely haunt the fuck out of him for the rest of my life. And if I don't have a brain because I'm residual energy, I don't know that he's gone yet. So I'm going to keep haunting wherever I died. So that one to me is the scariest.
1: The next time you're on your computer,
0: checking your Twitter, don't think about a pop-up
1: coming up that sounds like
0: that is a hundred percent donnie from the wild thornberries i need somebody to confirm for me that you understand where what i'm saying because that's so that's fucking hilarious
1: so even though this was a really short episode we are happy to get you guys this content out And if you want to connect with us more, we are hosting our first live stream episode for Shein Fashion. And you guys, honestly, it's going to be a fucking shit show. Like, we have to talk for an hour and 30 minutes live. Like, this is fucking live. There's no editing. I'm nervous. It's going to be a nightmare. We're going to have to, like, write down things to talk about because we might forget. And uh, honestly, if you guys could interact with us by supporting and watching it and commenting and, like, helping us do it because... We were watching the other people do it and it it was painful. It looks hard, you know? It looks fucking hard. So please help
0: us. And I guess that would be on Thursday at... 7 p.m pacific standard time this thursday which is the 19th of march 2020 if you are listening to this before that time set an alarm alarm or alert in your calendar you can download the shein app and you have to download it in order to comment and so for us to see it in real time okay so download the shein app and then s-h-e-i-n just download it whenever and then you when you get to the app you have to click on because this was confusing for me the first time at the very bottom there's like a row of things that you can click on click on gals then click on media in the upper right hand corner and then the live stream will be at the very top and you can just click on it um, and it'll be live and it starts 7 p.m pst and it goes until about 8 15 pst
1: yeah and we're gonna have an ipad that has the live stream on there so we can see everyone's comments in real time so if you guys give some like shout out some lgh that's gonna look really good to our boss and then he'll probably give us a raise
0: And uh, or we just won't lose our jobs because (laughs) because um, a lot of people on the comments are like not nice whenever they change hosts is what they were explaining to us, which makes sense. You know, the Internet's fickle and people don't like change. But um, so if you guys could like flood the live chat with nice comments about us to offset all of the terrible ones we're going to get, that would really help us out and make us feel less nervous.
1: Yeah, like people on there were really mean to those hosts, and those were the hosts that have been doing it for a really long time. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But I want to thank our donors. So I'll read off mine first, then Natalia can read hers. Harrison G. Gabriella O. It's Red Rum. Alyssa S. Kathleen G. Brielle S. Casey S. Ephraim P. Xavier R. Heather B. Madison F who says, if you use this money to buy a roasted fetus, I am not legally responsible. (laughs) Madison, yes, you are. Jenna C. Loreny M. Caitlin H. Marissa G. Trevor R. Hannah M. Daryl D. Marco M. Jane V. Oh, Everett J. Ashton C. Mike Z. Victoria L. Emilio S
1: amazing i'd like to also thank on behalf of Alyssa and i brielle s gabriella o mary e and harrison g and i want to give another special thank you to caesar c who had a very large donation that really really helped us out um you guys we really take everything in if you can afford to give us 69 cents or four dollars and 20 cents or six dollars and 66 cents that really, really helps us out. Just anything so that we can reimburse our gas because Alyssa and I both live uh, about an hour and a half away from each other. And so one of us always has to drive. And yeah, we're just really, we're really trying to get this content out there for you. Like I said, our intellectual conversations about what came first, the ghost or the person. I mean, this is like really like driving force of humanity. Like I feel like we are single-handedly keeping this country up to date
0: yeah we're keeping we're keeping you guys up to date as you know our tagline the only investigative journalism podcast about shit that may or may not have even happened in the first place aka a paranormal podcast aka let's get haunted aka Natstron and Allie Terry bringing you the most haunted shit from around the world. Also, I want to remind everyone that we have shitposted our way onto the BBC Live. And we're about <laughs> to shit
1: post our way. Like, we've been on a major German television channel. And we're about to shitpost our way onto this Shein Live hosting gig. Like, you guys, it's going to be an absolute fucking nightmare. And I'm worried for everyone involved.
0: Also, the guy that produces the live stream listens to this podcast and he just commented on our instagram saying that he listened to the golden fetus episode so if you are out there hey thank you for listening well he does yeah he's he just commented and said he listened to his very first episode and it was the golden fetus episode he said heard this one first was a wild ride listening to this thank you for the research and bringing this to light interesting strange and honest thank you we're gonna get fired (laughs) <laughs> you guys, just come support us. Come support Shein. Um, they make a lot of really affordable clothes. I have not personally purchased anything from Shein, but I have purchased things from Romway in the past. And I know that because I keep getting their emails. We're
1: fucking doing a lot on this. Like, we're going to style all of the models in outfits. Like, that was part of the audition that I did. And, you know, I'm going to make everyone kawaii and aesthetic. Like, this is kind of like a huge opportunity and exciting goal for myself, too, and for Alyssa as well. So, support us because it's not like just we're we're not like just up there talking about whatever like we're really putting ourselves out on a ledge here because it's like
0: a fashion live stream right but i want to do like top 10 outfits to get possessed in like top five outfits to hold a seance in like what to do when your crystal curses you because you broke it on the ground like we want to be able to marry the two ideas of haunted content or hauntent as i like to call it with (laughs) with fashion
1: wow content i like that um yeah guys and if you guys could comment in real time and just help us out too to like we're gonna really make it community based like we're gonna respond in real time to people i don't think we can emphasize enough that this is you guys are like oh we want to see you guys vlog like do you realize how heavily edited that shit is like this is fucking live (laughs) i i i can't fuck it we're doing it
0: live does anyone know that meme yeah, it's that guy that got angry. Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Wait, can we play that at the very end? Yes. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, we'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> do it
1: live. I can go write it and we'll do it live. <laughs> okay, that's literally going to be us. All right, Alyssa, do you want to do our sign off? I do.
0: BRB, got to go tell a slit-faced woman that she looks just okay. All right, bye. Bye.
1: My sources for this episode are Wikipedia, Atlas Obscura, Bustle, Guidable.co, Ancient.eu, Japantalk.com. I know everybody is feeling super haunted right now, and Alyssa and I are committed to bringing you guys LGH content for as long as possible. And if we do have to separate, we are going to find a way to get it out to you guys anyways. So, stay positive, stay haunted.